following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. As always, EZD, Derek Jaws at the helm. After a little hiatus here with some, uh, we're just going to blame COVID, I guess. Uh, Big Diesel, back and in living color, live. He's living. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? Listen, we're doing good. The Sabres fired Kruger. The Sabres did fire Kruger and subsequently lit a fire under the ass of all of our players. We, uh... I mean, we we broke the losing streak. We only tied the NHL record. We I mean, I'm just gonna it. say, man, like the streak hit 18. Like it you know, it was it could it could have been on backroom casting couch. <laughs> and listen, I I was one game off. Yeah, I know. I was one game that's off. A, that's a damn shame. <laughs> that's like the Jets. That's like the Jets take earlier yeah. this year too. You're just you're yeah, just, just you're just jumping the game yeah. one game early. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a week early on things. Well, actually, that one I was a week early. This one I'm a week. I was a game late, but. Uh, for those who missed it, the uh, the Sabers won the last possible game of March to ruin the L's of March. I don't know if you saw the stat, but that was our first regulation win in March since 2018. Yeah, yeah, we don't do well. Oof. We don't do well in March. <laughs> to be fair, normally March is near the end of the season, not the midpoint. Yeah, that <laughs> so is that is also fair. I guess we're gonna find out how we play in. Wait, April is that is that is that better or worse that and, we fold at the end of the season or fold in the middle? Well, if you know. If you know the Sabres, folding at the end has been the M.O. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, honestly, the last time we we really had a good march was probably that Derek Roy, Jason Pominville team in 2010. That uh, Yeah, that squad. They made that stupid run in March and yeah. April and made the playoffs barely. Yeah, that was, uh, we don't do well in March, and it's it's pretty pretty evident. But, uh, I don't know what that is. Like Mar- March Madness, you'd think that it would be... Maybe maybe they're too into basketball. Maybe we have too many guys... <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking time off yeah. to watch the tourney. Yeah, they're just... They're they're diving headfirst into the tourney, and, you know, that's that. But, uh, you know, so here we are. We uh, They fired Kruger. Uh, they won the last possible game in March, and now they're on a five-game point streak. Yeah, they're, the boys are buzzing. Um, I mean, dude, Kruger, holy smokes, is that guy an awful coach, huh? I, it, it's like it's literally got to be that, right? It, no, it's it's a hundred percent. Like if you look at the analytic stats, I'm not saying you specifically, but if if the listeners here go look up analytic stats on on like Rasmus Dahlin and Henry Yokiharu when they were with Phil Housley, Dahlin's rookie year, it was like holy hell, this Dahlin kid can play. Kruger comes in. The one statement that Don Granado made, he said, "Yeah, we gave Dahlin the green light to go make a play." And it's like, well, what do you mean you gave him the green light? And he goes, well, it's a different situation. now. So Ralph Kruger's telling your potential franchise defenseman, hey, man, maybe don't step up in the play. And like, and we, I talk about this all the time from a coaching standpoint. You have two options as a coach. You either coach to the talent you have or you get talent that fits the way you want to coach. Right. Like, especially at the pro level. That is the MO for, right. for pro coaching. I mean, like, yeah, that's you look at Nick Saban, and, yeah, he recruits a ton of talent, but he recruits talent in terms of what he wants to do. Like, they always have a big line and a big running back. Right. And they don't really have a quarterback. No. But that's how he recruits because he's like, yeah, we're going to power run our way to a national championship. Like, So that's a way of saying, here's my system. I'm going to go get guys who fit that system but are also super talented. And like you said, the other way is – I got these guys who can do these things. Let's try to work with that and be the best version of a team we can. 
you know, there there was a stint during this whole thing where the whole like there was a lot of uh, Lindy Ruff missing, which I I liked Lindy as a coach. Yeah, but I believe he ran his course in Buffalo, and it got yeah. to it got to a point where, you know, we went and got one of the most fierce hitting defensemen in the league at the time. And I think I've said this on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. we, and, we and had this sudden, exact conversation. And all of a sudden, it was, uh, hey, man, stop stop trying to bury yeah. people. Like, go go grind on the boards. Right. And he's not and he's not that type of player. Right. You know, you're not going to tell. Right. And that 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 became the disconnect of of Darcy Regeer just bringing in people. And Lindy was like, dude, I didn't want that guy. Right. And, you know, that's for whatever it's worth, man. Don Granado, he, like we said when he first got uh, the interim job, hockey guy. You can clearly tell that when you watch these guys play. They're playing much faster which is huge. Um, and when you take the reins off of professional athletes, I mean, I mean Darlene, Darlene looked unleashed last night. Rushing it. Looked unleashed Casey last night. Casey Middlestat, that sauce. Oh, my God, dude. I was rock hard. I was in the corner of my living room just beating my meat. <laughs> Holy smokes, dude. Uh, that middle sauce, you know what I mean? Seriously. But, like, I mean, that was – we had that whole these guys aren't bust conversations, and I, I see it still on Twitter. They're like – Oh man, Casey Middlestat really looking good this year. He's looking like a professional. Yeah, he's twenty one. It takes a bit. Yeah, like, give, it's okay. Give give the man a minute. Seriously, uh, the, I saw somebody. Oh man, his feet are catching up with his hands. Yeah, that's what that's what development is. <laughs> and that's why I always. That's how it works. One one more guy I'll bring up uh, before we just kind of move on. Matthias Samuelson. We drafted a giant kid out of the U.S. National Development Team. His dad was from Sweden, played in the league. We drafted him, sent him to Western Michigan, and the big knock on him, oh, he can't skate, he can't skate. Well, we drafted him at 18, and he was massive. So now all of a sudden he goes to the AHL. He's crushing it this year, by the way, and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he fixes skating. It's like, yeah, dude, guess what? When you get older, you, you find other things that you're able to do. You improve things, and that's why I don't understand why you're looking at a 16-year-old to 18-year-old kid coming out of the draft, and you're like, oh, he can't skate. He's never going to make it. It's like, how do you know what he's going to be in four years? You don't. And, and that's the thing, like, I mean, and we've talked about this in the past. Like, when you're talking about a young kid, like they what, are it, kids, right? I mean, you don't hit the alleged peak of your athletic prowess until your mid twenties, right? So we're talking about a this sixteen year old kid just ain't gonna hack it, really? How, how do you know? Yeah, like he's you sixteen. Don't. The draft is always a crapshoot. You know what in, I mean? In the NHL, more so than any other right. sport. It's just it's it well yeah because it's you drafting the kid so damn young, it's similar to MLB I'd say yeah where you know you you draft the kid and then you stash him away some other league across halfway across the country and which there 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 is some uh, some big stuff about that we will get to but sticking with the Sabers uh, Taylor Hall trade rumors yeah. all over the place I mean listen man I saw that somehow we might get a first round pick for Taylor Hall dude if we snag a first round pick for that waste of space. I've never seen somebody so talented, so bad at hockey. He just like he does one thing, and it's just circle around the outside of the zone, lose the puck, and then yeah. Like I don't understand how that man won MVP. I really don't because I watch him play, and I'm like, this guy's awful. Listen, man, it's it's tough. It's so tough. Like, I, I have nothing on this. I really don't. It just, it, it, I like I said, I don't know how he won MVP because I don't even see the goal-scoring ability. You know what I mean? He's got two goals in 37 games. Like, Jeff Skinner also has, like, two goals this season. But right. Jeff Skinner's constantly getting chances and shooting the puck. Taylor Hall refuses to shoot the puck when he's got a wide-open lane. I've seen him on so many two-on-ones this year where he tries to pass when the defenseman takes away the pass like he's supposed to and leave one-on-one -on -one with the goalie. That's a basic hockey play. And Taylor Hall's like, oh, I'm going to force it through the defenseman instead of taking the wide open shot when I'm 10 feet away. Maybe he just plays a lot of chell. 
okay, well, guess what, Taylor Hall? You suck. And also, if we can get a first-round pick, that's super chill. That's like Paul Gosted for a first, man. I still don't know how we pulled that off. Yeah. Um, hockey's weird. That's all I can Hockey say. is weird. Hockey's weird. The values fluctuate wildly. I mean, it's, it's, if, it's really like I know that all the all trade values and all that stuff are based on what's happening in the league. But just I feel like in hockey, especially in this shortened year, all these injuries, you're going to be able to and it's a salary cap crunch. Like you're going to be able to pick up players for capital. Hockey is also I mean, what what's a what's a rent a player for a run worth to you? We've usually, seen, usually first first to third round picks. Right. So if you're looking for that dude that's right. like, maybe he's not going to be the guy, but he's going to be a guy that puts right. you over well, the Well, I mean, like the big talk right now is Toronto, which I think would be hilarious. I don't think Toronto needs Taylor Hall. They're they're, they're pretty set. Um, if anything, they just need a backup goalie. But like if Toronto wants to give us a first-round pick and we end up getting like the 28th pick in the first round for Taylor Hall, like that's way, way higher than I could have hoped for. I was thinking like third and a fifth for, for Eric Stahl, that's that's – Sort of what I think we could get for for Taylor Hall, maybe a second and a fifth if we're lucky. Right. But if you're going to give me a first round pick, I don't care if it's a late first round pick, man. Eric Carlson, how many guys have gone late in the first round who are better than the guys in the top fifteen? Yeah, it's, and and that's true in any sport. You know, it's right. it's, it's how how much do you trust your scouting department versus how much like what scouting this, department? Right. Thank, <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Well, I mean, that being said, it's it's Listen, not if every Saber Scout has to has to get fired so the Bills can win a Super Bowl. I'm yeah, in. seriously. But, but I mean, listen, if we're not going to have a scouting department, I guess this year really is the year because half these leagues aren't even aren't even going at, at a full right. clip. So like the draft this year is going to be a bigger crapshoot than it ever was before. And as we've stated, I mean, that's you're blindly throwing a dart at the wall, man. I mean, in every sport. Right. This, this year, I mean... And right. If, I if, mean, college football, how many reps do guys miss out on? They got, like, four games. Right. I mean, we... If, this year, if any other year, like, look at the college playoff system. Right. There were te- there were teams that made that made the, the you know, that made, whether it's the, the March Madness tournament or the Final Four in football, and got blown out because they just didn't not belong. A, not they a sample ready. size. That was that was the wildest part about like the March Madness tournament is that there was some teams who had high seeds and it, they didn't deserve it, but they all nobody knew because they didn't have a normal season where you're playing three tournaments in the beginning. Right. You're not you know you're you're not having out of conference games. Well, and then you go like like oh Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. No shit. No shit. Yeah. Like, but does that mean they deserve to be? where they were no maybe not no. like especially like especially with the college football season like what they played six games right and they were they were like well we're gonna we're gonna scrap our original rule and you're just we're just gonna let you play i mean like, like just just to to sort of hop on that train for a second college football playoffs the biggest reason i say that we need to go to an 18 playoff is not because like oh man alabama needs to win three games to win a national championship and all that it's more or less i want the power five you win your conference you get a lock and then you get three at large bids right like that would that's that's how the ncaa tournament works for basketball that's how it works for lacrosse it's how it works for hockey like it works for that all other ncaa sports is like you win your conference and you're in a big conference you're a lock and then who's the best of the rest right and at that point, you can get rid of the, well, this team finished sixth, but may have been better than all four of the top four. Right. Well, we'll never know. Well, that, I mean, that, and that, I, that I, I understand do. that it moves it it moves that issue back, but I feel like it's so much easier to debate between two ten and two teams versus like, well, guess what? There's four teams who are who are eleven and one. Right. 
and like nobody is going to touch touch that top that top four just because of that. But that, that doesn't mean an eleven and one team is better than a ten and two team. Ugh. All right, back to hockey. Back then. to hockey. I, we're, we're back all, to we hockey. Are, we are all uh, Brandon Montour right. making a Norris push here, scoring scoring four goals in five games. So that's another guy who's who's just elevating his trade value for us. I I mean honestly, without Kruger, Brandon Montour looks like a pretty damn good defenseman. But RFA at the end of the year, along with half of our team, so in a cap crunch, right? Who knows? That's it, gonna that's gonna be another fun thing across the board. Just like it, just like it's been in football, just like. How the cap is going to affect all these teams? Yeah, it's well, it's really interesting, and the the, I'm not necessarily in the Sabers universe, but like Tampa Bay has been in a cap crunch for years because of the players that they have. Same with Chicago. All the teams who kind of make a run have been in a cap crunch, and now that it's like hasn't gone up at all, and they still got contracts coming up. It's going to be really interesting to see if if these powerhouse teams i mean tampa's been good for what a decade right it's going to be interesting to see if these powerhouse teams can't resign guys um and kind of blow apart or if these guys take friendly deals yeah you know and that's is are you are you going to see teams that can find the as we'll call it the buffalo discount that like we're seeing with the bills where they're keeping their guys by taking less money to keep the squad together and build or are you going to see guys like nah man like are they going to go the tyree kill route yeah I, I mean, I, I, I'm getting paid. There, there's, there's a couple of contracts from last year when the cap was also kind of messed up too. That, that, just show what you can get out of a player. Carter Verhage down in Florida. Florida's having a great year. Um, first time they've had success since maybe the '96 Cup run. Right. Uh, and they signed him for two years, one million, and he's like second on their team in goals. Jesus. And they're like they're a pretty good team. So it's not like saying Toby Reader's third on our team in goals where we have eight wins. Like they're 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 second they're fighting for second in the central with Carolina and Tampa, basically. Right. And this guy's making one million dollars a year and is producing. And then another one, I want to say uh Neil Pionk out in Winnipeg. Uh he had uh I want to say it was four by three and just like shut down defensemen with a bit of offensive upside and that contract looks genius because he had to take a smaller deal because the market was just shrunk last year. And right. it's the kind of thing that you might see this year as well. Yeah, I think uh I think you're gonna see a lot of weird things happening with uh yeah. just with cap issues and right. you know, again the nature of the world. Like teams like leagues are dropping the salary cap because teams aren't making money right now because of the way of the world. Right. And all these new T V deals that are being signed, I know that I've seen it on uh a couple different platforms is they don't kick in till 2022, 2023 for NFL and NHL. So, like, you th- you see these TV deals and you're like, oh, look at all that money. It's gonna The cap's going to go up. And it's like, well, in two to three years, yeah. Yeah, for but sure. But at, at the moment, it's, it's not going anywhere. It might go down for a year. Yeah, again, just like we saw with the NFL where you're going to see a year where things dip because it has to. Because yeah. the economy of the world doesn't dictate people making huge money. Yeah. Like... And you're still going to get people getting paid huge money, but right. are you going to be the only dude getting paid on your squad, or yeah. are you going to want to play with a bunch of dudes right. who maybe weren't going to win a cup? Like you're not going to see you're not going to see a McDavid, Eichel, Ovechkin type deal signed in this environment right now. You're not going to pay a guy ten to twelve million a like for mostly because you can't. Right. But yeah, that's it's going to be a wild year in. Not to not to fast forward to the end of the season, but I mean, I mean, we kind of we're looking ahead. <laughs> we we are looking as especially as Saber fans, yeah. we're looking ahead. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, man, like 
the worst part about the Sabres year is like, if we're going to suck, this isn't the year to suck. There's nobody, like we were saying that how the draft's a bigger crapshoot than ever. And it's also like, there is no Rasmus Dahlin at the top. No. There, there is no Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel at the top. It's it's more of a wide open group, which means this is the year that we're gonna win the the lottery and we're gonna draft the next Yel- Nail Yakupov. <laughs> and I'm super this, hyped for that. This would be the year that we like the year that there is no generational talent at the top. We're gonna win, like like the year that uh, what was it Eichel and McDavid were both the same yeah. year, and like there was an outside chance we could have gotten the one and the two. With, right. With, like this would be the year. I mean, that, Sam Reinhart, Sam Reinhart, Leon Draisaitl, Aaron Eckblad draft. We we had the number one chance at the number one pick there, and we lost it, and ended up with Reinhardt. Right. And it's just like, be if you're not Edmonton, you're not going to win the draft lottery, and that's pretty much how that goes. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, the, this would be the year that if we have a shot to get the two first, the top two picks, we get them because there's nobody that yeah. nobody worth the, both of those picks. I mean, we say that hopefully, hopefully they end up being <laughs> worth it, man. But yeah, no it's kidding. just. It's it, it's not what I'm what we're saying is it's it's not that year where you look even like the NFL Trevor Lawrence everybody knows he's going number one right it's not that kind of year yeah it's it's not the year that you're gonna see like normally in years past if there's a guy like you're they're talking about him now right well they're, like they're that ta- like, the next guy is next year's draft Shane Wright but they've right. been talking about him for three years right and Luke Hughes but that's next year so like you know what I mean it's literally just that down year and we happen to have a historically bad run inside of a shortened season which is just setting us up perfectly here right it just means we're we're gonna be ready to take on the world next year yeah um I saw saw a tweet and I'm gonna call I'm gonna call our man uh our man Matt Taylor we'll call him a, a reserve host of the show <laughs> out for for bashing the reverse retros the reverse yeah, retro what the hell was that I don't know man like and me and my man have sat down and had many a conversation about jerseys and uniform and stuff like that. And I agree with him that our our normal setup is oh gorgeous, so good, yeah, so good. But to say that it's so good that the reverse retro should be put away, no. Like that that the bit his his complaints with the reverse retro were the original jersey design from the two thousands. Did he understand that they just took the jersey and put? The new colors on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He knows. Like, cause and, like I, 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 the the gray thing on the bottom. Th- that's part of with the Buffalo script. That's just part of what the jersey was. Yes. Like that's why it's there. And I, I know that he was probably part of the group that wanted the red and black. No, e- like either red and black on the like on the current logos or the goat head uh, on the front. Goat heads on the um, shoulders. Goat heads on the shoulders. The goat head on the front would have been cool, but I and yeah, I, you, I'll be honest that, with you, like, I was I was on that boat. I was on the I wanted the I wanted the goat head. I mean, I wanted the goat head too, but at the same as time, I understand I it, why. Like, they, I, I also like as it's referred lovingly referred to the butter knife logo. I yeah, love it. Yeah, and I know that Matt's not a huge fan of the logo. Gotcha. But that jersey looks so good. Those red jerseys back in the day were always my favorite, and yep. then like I was hyped that they were bringing it back this year in, in our colors. Listen, Matt, Taylor, buddy, it's not personal. You're just an idiot. <laughs> You're not an idiot. You're just incorrect on your view on this jersey. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm also an idiot, so. <laughs> it's almost a prerequisite to be on the show, but uh, I should say to be a host on the show. However... Um, yeah, I, I saw that our, our man put that tweet out yesterday, and I was like, I don't understand See, what you're this saying. this is why but. we need our resident graphic designer to uh, respond to that. 
I mean, we brought him into we brought K Bobinator, old bold claim Ben, in into the crew here. We need we need the graphic designer to go out there and drop some art knowledge. I need I need bold claim to be more bold with his with his life right now. He's sitting listen, at home. Listen, my guy, my guy is nothing. Gr- no, he's grinding away at is, school. Oh, that that is fair. That's fine. Yeah, kids, kids got his nose to the grindstone. I, I did, I did ask him to do one thing for me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I got nothing to do." So that's where I was. Yeah, going he off. says that, but then spends but, uh, all day on Zoom class. <laughs> that's also fair. Poor, poor guy is sitting at home, quarantined, being the only person in his suite to not be sick. Yeah. So shout out to Ben. Shout, shout out to shout out to the old bold claim K Bobinator. Go check out his stuff at, at Yelich Graphics on uh, on the old Instagram machine, and you know we post a lot of his stuff too. And when he's slowed down with school, he'll be making more. I'm trying to spread out the stuff I've stolen from him already. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You'll uh, you guys have, if you follow us on social media, you'll see all of that stuff popping up here and there. Um, big news out of out of Buffalo to, to change gears here a little bit into the world of MLB. Amherst native Jonah Hyde, his first big league yak. Yeah, oh, he, he took that thing he deep. Hit that thing a mile and a half, boy. How you. good did that had that have to feel? Like I, one of the I've always said one of the greatest sounds is just when you hit that sweet spot of the bat and that thing goes. Like it's just got to feel so fucking good in the MLB. So, <laughs> so so a few few weeks ago in a spring training game, my man hit a double to the deepest part of a park. And he hit this ball, and I, I I shared it on one of the Twitter accounts, and it was, it sounded like a shotgun one. Yeah, off. like you hit this thing so damn hard, snaps. Like, and then yesterday, I actually get a message from a guy I used to coach with saying, "Did you see Jonah hit his first bomb?" And I was like, "Damn it, I missed it." And I sure enough, I pull up Twitter, and there it is. Um, but. Amherst native, I had the distinct pleasure of coaching him for a year when he was 13. He was a man among boys on that team, and the dude, he's just been a dude ever since. Uh, there was an article put out about him. The he, he actually he was a young senior. He got drafted out of high school, and he was gotcha. he was one of those like could have been an old junior or a young senior. And right he on was, the line. Like, yeah. he, he went. He was a young senior when he got drafted. He was like 17 his first yeah. first camp. 17, having just turned 18, maybe, and they were basically like. This kid is legit behind the plate. As good as anybody in the system. He's just got to grow. He's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. He's got to learn just to handle the bat. Just got to get them coordination. Well, and he's, he's got to learn to handle the bat. And the, like we were talking about earlier, you're talking about a 17-year-old kid that if you'd have looked at him right there, looked right. at him against pro pro pitching, pro-level pitching, been like, ah, oh, he's never going to do it. Well, and the other thing about young guys, too, is just the when when you're in high school, I mean, I played three sports in high school. If, if I had been, you know, drafted to the professionals – and all of a sudden starts specializing, it's all about the reps that you get in that. So, I mean, that guy probably went from playing two to three sports in high school to all of a sudden just swinging a bat all day. Like, of course he's going to – if I he's do, already a natural and you just keep getting him reps and reps and reps, it's over. I, I do know that Jonah was all baseball all day from the time he was very young. Gotcha. I don't I don't know if he played other sports. He may have. I would imagine that he did like – like. Well, but he, he was heavily, heavily dedicated. To baseball. Um, you know, and I know his family, you know, really, really pushed it and – yeah. You know, did what that's he, fair. He, I just he, know that, especially in today's today's world, a lot of kids yes. do the multiple sports, especially uh, in the uh, Northeast, right? And like you, you, I, I look at Ohio State when Urban Meyer was there. He said, "I don't recruit anybody who's a specialization in football." Right. You know, like I want guys who play other sports. Wayne Gretzky, famous for saying, "No, I didn't play hockey in the off season. I played other sports. I brought in my horizons, got other skills from other sports, and I, brought it to hockey. I talk to guys that I do lessons with all the time. What else do you do? What else do you play? Right. And there, because there's times I look at kids and I'm, 
I am not one to tell a kid to go play basketball. Right. Basketball drives me nuts because then what happens before a baseball practice? I got kids shooting around. Like, yeah. No, go like go play wall ball or something. Right. I don't care. But you know, there's times I have to look at kids and be like, go play basketball, go play another sport. Like, something. You need like your body needs to learn how to move better. Right. And you'll be better at baseball. Also, just it. game sense. You know, if 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 I'm playing a bunch of different games and I'm all of a sudden just spatial awareness in like say football, and I know where the quarterback is when I'm rushing, and then I go to I go to lacrosse, I feel that same kind of pressure, uh, and I can roll back and get get top side, get my hands free. Or right. if hockey, I'm I'm breaking in two on one, I feel the defenseman's pressure off my back shoulder, kind of circle up, look for a trailer, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just it's it's taking other skills from other sports. It's one of the best things you can do as a kid. So if, absolutely, if and you're it, a high school kid listening to this, it's you're you're, you're most likely not going to go D one in your sport unless you're John Heim. Uh, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Heim. sorry, Jonah, John, and, and, Jonah. Jo- and Jonah didn't go D one. He was drafted out of high school. Okay, sorry, so. sorry, big dick <laughs> Jonah. Uh, most people aren't aren't as talented as Jonah, so you should play other sports to get skills to bring to to, to your favorite sport. Right, it's just building that athleticism, but. Right. Uh, Back. Shout out to Jonah for being for being a baseball specialist from day one and crushing it. Th- th- this it that's a, hard to do. This is a kid who said at a very young age, I want to play professional baseball. Helps to have talent, though. It absolutely does. <laughs> uh, switch hitting catcher, like I said, the key. Oh, switch hitter. Switch, switch hitting catcher. He uh, he pitched back in his day like almost everybody does at some well, point. Well, yeah, ever. I mean, it, from the sound of it, he sounded like a pretty big kid early. So, of course, yeah, he's pitching. he was he was a big he was a big boy. <laughs> the old um, the old 11 and 12 year old where you just got that giant kid on the mound and then a bunch of like not like the I'll, normal I'll size 11 year olds running around. He wasn't that freakishly huge, but just strong, just strong yeah. and talented. And he for the like for a few years played up. Then he played a year with his own age and it was, it was over. It just yeah. it wasn't even fair. And then he started playing up again. Yeah. Um, and it was just... So did he go to Amherst, Amherst? Yes, he went to Amherst High School. Uh, graduated, I believe he was class of 2013 or 2014. 2013, I believe oh. it was. Uh, drafted out of high shout school. Out, shout out to my DePew boys. Then they probably had to play him. <laughs> um, and then the, it was drafted in the fourth round by the O's. Uh, he bounced around here and there. He ended up with the A's last year. Uh, I know he got, he got traded to... The Marlins, maybe? I feel like baseball prospects the Rays, and trades got, are so weird. Listen, it, They get it, shipped around so much just it, because of the minors. If you get traded in double A, it's usually a good sign. Yeah, because somebody, like somebody, somebody, somebody sees, sees something, something and they and say you or, can you can make or it. Or you're, you're a guy that they're like, hey, this dude can, right. can fill I'm a just, void. I just, like, uh, compared to other sports, I feel like baseball prospects get shipped around so much. So like, much. you can get drafted somewhere, and that's not going to matter. Like, no. you're going to end up on three other teams and then yep. all of a sudden make a career on the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what I like. So he went from the O's to the Rays. Then he ended up uh, – he spent the last couple of years in the A's organization. Uh, last year with the shortened COVID season, he ended up on the A's extended roster, got some games in, got some gotcha. at-bats, Beautiful. got some – you know, and he, he ended up – this year in the offseason getting traded to Texas and in a realm it was basically the A's doing right by him saying this is where you, you know they they're going to have a spot for you on the roster you're we can't play. guarantee you games and yeah he you know now he's he's starting games on Love that you know at behind the plate with the Rangers and he's doing well and last night he you know he put his first one out and hopefully it's the first of yeah. many I saw on Twitter late last night right before I went to bed the young man who caught that ball in the full full stadium yeah saw that out in Texas the boys were buzzing Sh- Shout out to them boys down south in the free state of Texas, not the communist state of New York. 
and uh, the young man who caught that ball returned it to Jonah, so he has it in Beautiful. his possession, and he got a game-signed ball that wasn't the home run ball and an MLB game-used bat for his and he the kid will be at the game in the same seats today so maybe jonah can get him a home run ball yeah right anyway uh funny story i do know jonah's uh, father uh, from having coached him coached jonah for a year and he called jonah's home run last night because uh the rangers twitter put out who's who's gonna hit the who's gonna hit a home run tonight who's in the home run pool and Jonah's dad, proud pop is like, Jonah, fuck yeah, my boys well, hit one. The funny part is, he goes, I told him to wait till I get there on Friday because he's going down to watch him play. He goes, so of course he'll, he'll hit one tonight. One. Yeah, and sure <laughs> as shit, he put it out. So that's funny. Uh, big ups to my man Jonah. Proud as proud as hell to see you know. Yeah, see Buffalo it, boys killing Buffalo it. Buffalo boys killing it, man. Doing good stuff. And uh, there's a lot of other boys that just just recently went to the uh, for the start of the minor league season. Uh, I know. Couple guys, Gator Johnson, LG Castillo, just want to to go do what they're going to do and start working toward their seasons uh, in the minors right now. Good luck to them and everybody else heading out to do that stuff. A uh, little bit of baseball loving here on Hats, Stats, and Stats. Yeah, today. I mean, like honestly, fuck baseball. I'm not not baseball guy. If anybody knows me, it's the worst sport ever. I'm a big lacrosse guy. That's what the men do during the boys' baseball season. However, if I see a boy from the seven one six tearing it up, I gotta I gotta give some love. And it's funny because you can say that all you want, but. Uh, the last player drafted in the ML in the MLB draft will get paid more than the best player in Major League Lacrosse. So have fun. Oh, uh, Major League Lacrosse doesn't exist anymore, pal. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because Premier Lacrosse League is far superior, and I guarantee you that the top player in the Premier Lacrosse League, if you also take advertisement deals, uh, makes no, more no, than the bottom. No, advertisement deals. No, I, regardless, I want... regardless. Hey, sport <laughs> of the future, sport of the future, baby. I do want to say this because it just popped up on my phone. Bills signing Forrest Lamp to a one-year Forrest deal. Forrest Lamp. Just keep adding linebackers and, and line to cheap deals and free agency, man. I yeah. love it. That's the bean special. Yeah, absolutely. And and at least one of those dudes is going to be on our starting roster. I mean, yeah. yeah guaranteed. At, at the one very, of these dudes is going to be a starter for us. At year. the very least, you're going to have a very solid swing lineman. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's just going to be able to fill in if we have injuries. And it's the NFL. With 17 games, you're going to have injuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do we feel about the 17-game season? <laughs> yeah, I don't – this is going to be one for me that's going to be – I need to see it – I need to see it done to, to, to know yeah. how I'm going to feel about it because – 16 games good dudes get beat up dudes get banged up it's gonna you know the the, the teams the teams that can no longer go seven and nine yeah. mathematically are pretty happy about the it the cowboys are pissed they can't go eight and eight right um, no more 500 squads i i don't know man there's already a ton of ton of injury concerns in the nfl and guys getting guaranteed money with injuries you know what i mean so adding an extra game certainly not going to help with that well, and so I, I, the other big issue is records. Right. I mean, you get an extra game to to break records, and that was the big thing with with the NFL didn't want to go to the college style OT. Oh, it's going to inflate stats and do and break all these new records. Okay, well, you just added an extra game, so there goes that argument. You have no reason to not do a college style OT. Right. So at this point, is it going to be a thing like if somebody breaks a single season record, is it going to be like asterisk. an asterisk with a seventeen for the seventeen game no, season? It can't be. It can't be. But at the same time, it kind of shafts everybody to played 16 games a year from the 70s till now well i mean look at adrian peterson if he had one more game the year he fell 12 yards short of the all of the yeah. single season record that's what two touches in one more game yeah 
Like get, seriously, give, give me it, my it, twelve it, yards, it, and I'll have and a seat. Behind that line of that year, it could have easily been first, have been first handoff. He takes it, crit. and it could have been two two fifty more yeah. for the game. Seriously, because like, the way he was running and the way that team was built was disgusting. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, because then there's the other side of it. So it, it, if if at week sixteen, you're locked. You can't catch the guy in front of you. You can't be caught by the guy behind you. Do you have an entire game where your whole fucking squad sits? Yes. I say yes. I, I, I do think in terms of end of the year, where we played the Dolphins at the end of the year. We right. were locked. Uh, you know, we had to win to make sure that the Steelers couldn't get the two seed, whatever. Um, I just think that it'll provide more reps for young guys. And, I mean, that really was what the preseason was about, right? I mean, the starters didn't play. It was just trying right. to get some film and some live reps for the young guys, yeah, which is why we've been saying for years, you and me, that we need a minor league football league just to get sure these guys do. reps. But with the 17th game, a lot of these good teams are going to be able to get the Isaiah McKenzie's of the world a whole game or two, depending on how far up you are with the mathematics. I'd imagine that all of a sudden those last two games kind of become like the week 17. Instead right. of, so you could have two weeks where you get those guys. Right. PT. It's it, it, there's there's a lot to unfold on that too because it's going to impact things like fantasy football, which I know the NFL doesn't give a fuck about fantasy football, despite the fact that NFL.com runs leagues and stuff like that. Whatever. Yeah, they don't give a fuck, but it also brings in a a ton of money. For a ton them. of money and a ton of interest. Yeah. Um, I can tell you the fantasy football is probably ten times bigger than the next closest fantasy league. Oh yeah, I can tell you I don't have the time, energy, or patience for fantasy baseball or fantasy yeah. hockey. I'm not uh, setting my lineup every day. I can't do it. Can't do it. I I barely I struggle to put waiver claims in once a week. I yeah I struggle to set my lineup for Thursday night football. Right. I can't be doing every day. But that being said, the like you like you said the NFL. I mean I know people who aren't football fans who do fantasy football just because it's like one of one of my best friends on God's green earth. Shout out to my boy Poe here hate like was not a football fan until we would all get together as a group and we started doing like like late night drunk madden tournaments and yeah. playing fantasy football in a lot and it like and we would sit there and just talk shit to each other about football whether whether we were playing madden or playing guys being football. dudes just dudes being dudes and he was sitting there odd mad now so he's like fuck it i'll play and he just started learning football. And now he's a football fan. He's yeah. a Saints fan, but he's Ooh. a football fan. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. The Saints were fun he, to watch. To, to be fair, he you know he grew up in the the best days of Drew Brees. Yeah. That's that's when he became a football fan. He liked the logo. He liked the color scheme, and he watched Drew Brees throw for five thousand. And those those white color rush jerseys oh that they God. came out with still so some of my favorites in the league. So good. So I completely understand seeing that jersey on the field, being like, oh, "Fuck yeah, the Saints are sweet." How good and bad were the color rush jerseys? They were either the hottest thing you've ever seen or, or garbage. Just god yeah. awful. Like that mustard color that Jacksonville oh went my with. God. Jacksonville might have the worst color scheme in the league, by the way. I and, no. unless you've been to Jacksonville, then you get it. Like, here's the thing. Jacksonville the they they fucked up when they went to the 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 gradient helmet. I liked the gradient helmet. Of course you did. But when they had the dark teal uh, helmet that was that was top tier stuff, man. And I, they went back to the black, and it's like you gotta just go back to the dark teal. It was so good. It looked black on some days, like it was perfect. And the 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 the, the bad thing about that for the Jags is their color scheme. Those their two main colors only look good on a solid colored jersey. Like yeah, like you can't do. A different color jersey and pant because it looks it's too busy it's too loud 
like I don't know. I have some fun with the Jaguars unis on on Madden. I can make it look good. I mean, yeah, and I can make the Bills look like a CFL team. Doesn't mean I should. I I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I can make the Jaguars look good on Madden, not like a CFL team. You could probably also make them look like a CFL team. I mean, I definitely could, but I'm not going to. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I, I think there's a lot that can go wrong with those jerseys and not a well, ton that can go right. But again, if you've been to Jacksonville, you understand. Yeah, because like, that place sucks. Well, that place like if, if there was a if I were to say turquoise and leopard print, you'd go Jacksonville. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, North Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's 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 a lot. <laughs> North Florida. Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, like. The, the Jets going with all green just felt like their jerseys. Like, the Bills going to red was was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, you know, the... Speaking of which, when they, when we first had that, that game, it was Jets-Bills. Uh, and there were a lot of colorblind people that were not I happy. was just going to say, my one buddy, shout out Derek Sekaterski, colorblind as hell. Could not... And the jersey stripes were very similar. It was, that was back when the yeah. Jets had it on top of the shoulders. Bills were on the side of the shoulders. So he was watching the game trying to figure out whose team was who but oh based on God. where the shoulder stripes were. So pissed. They, I remember that game because the Jets fumbled and we picked it up and he threw a fit. And I was like, dude, we got the ball. He goes, oh. It was, it was hysterical, <laughs> man. So uh, funny story on that. That is the, the Derek Sekaturski that was just referenced is the cousin of T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, co-host of Hats, Hats, and Sats. We like to keep things in the yeah. family around here. Yeah, um, Ten times the athlete Taylor is no no shout, no shout out to Taylor, but, you know. We uh, – we, we we like to we like to do things like they do in the dirty south and keep it in the family around here. So, just a little little fun tie in Take there. Take me home, <laughs> country roads, West Virginia. <laughs> I am not a singer. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that's there's we jumped a lot today. Yeah, we, we have we have bounced around quite a bit. Um, any any other big sporting news that we've missed so far? Ah, uh, not off the top of my head. There probably is, but I mean. We didn't really come in with a plan for today. Yeah, you know what? Um, here's here's something that we can talk about. I think we can we can get something good out of this. The NHL ref who got uh, oh, let go early. Okay, he got mic. caught on the hot mic admitting what everybody knew happens in sports. And the best part about the NHL is this guy was retiring at the end of the year, and they just said, "Listen, dude, you're just done. You're, like, you keep your pension, keep all the pay, but like, you can't be saying that out loud." Right. And you know, it, it's interesting because in this day and age, in this world. Uh, that is like the second or third time this year alone that somebody has been caught on a hot mic saying something that, I mean, back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a show on Nickelodeon called You Can't Say That on Television. Right. And, son, you can't say that on television. Yeah. Um, you know, the first one was the, the the basketball, the high school, I'm pretty sure it was high school basketball. And the color commentator made a comment about the one team taking a knee during the national anthem used a racial slur and uh was promptly walked off set and then you know we had the the referee i don't know i don't know uh what my friends and family are feeling i don't know if i'll ever put this headset on again for this network as castellanos takes this one deep to left it'll be four one reds (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh it's that like that is an all-time it was literally that but for for referees it i mean it wasn't literally because he wasn't making slurs but right i mean Anybody who's watched sports in general, but especially the NHL, knows that penalties don't get called the way that they should. It's, you you trip somebody, it doesn't always get called. Right. And it's it, a lot of it is, you know, did you get away with it when the ref 
looked away or was it a thing that his angle it didn't look that way see or, but that's the uh, thing. you know what we, we we let one go for the other team so yeah exactly it's the side wink and then like like i've had this too in a game where they miss a call and they come over to the bench and they admit it and they go they go listen man i just missed that one but yeah. i got you guys on the next one yeah and, and like should that be how that works game like this 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 goes back to the nba with the whole tim donahue thing is like right. game management I'm pretty sure all the leagues do it to a certain extent to try to keep things close and competitive. However, <laughs> you can't make it just blatantly obvious well, for the fan. You, well, you sure as hell can't say it on TV. Right. Yeah, you can't <laughs> verbalize it, let alone be predictable. Yeah, you can't you can't sit there and say like oh, I wanted to get one on on him earlier, so I gave him that one. And like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Like, bro, I wanted to I wanted to get him early. Like, what? It, that that was tough, man. And you feel bad for a dude who, like, again, winding down his career. And again, publicly, they said he was he was let go, and yeah. like, it, it was really they allowed him to retire yeah. before the they end just, of the they season. they literally said yeah, just take the last half of the year off. Like, you're not gonna get anything but a slap on the wrist. Which, to be fair, is probably the right thing to do for, oh, a, for a guy who put his whole you know put a I, career. I mean, into yeah, it he he did like 25 years of NHL refing, like all that good stuff. He's been around. He did a couple Stanley Cups, I think. Yeah. So I mean, that also shows you just how deep it goes in terms of. I, I know there's a thing on Reddit that showed who gets the next penalty in the NHL. And it's very specific. If the, like the home team is up by three, the away team gets the next penalty. Right. If the away team is up by one, the home team will get the next penalty. Stuff like that. Like it has nothing to do with how the game is actually playing. It like like I said earlier, it the term game management yeah. is all it is. Well, and and every league in every every professional league has a committee. Ba- like it, it's the committee dedicated to competitiveness, right? Whatever the hell you want to call it. So like. You're, I mean, in baseball, there are times that they like raise and or lower the mound by an inch or two. Something that you would never know. Yeah, you with naked eye, you'd be, you wouldn't notice. You know, or how how tightly wound the baseballs are, or how. Tight, I was going like, to say with the MLB thing in terms of game management. I mean, how many times do you see umps yank guys for for barely anything, and other times they they can take a verbal lashing for like five minutes. Well, I can I can tell you that one of. The, one of the things you can't do is you can't call the guy a cocksucker. <laughs> it's uh, not like you called him a JT man. You just called. You just <laughs> said he sucks some cock. Uh, shout out to the movie Bull Durham for for that one. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It definitely depends on a lot of things. Like you know, I, I can tell you, it depends on your rapport with the umpire or the referee. It, it, you know how you've been that day. Like right. if, if it's the first thing you said and you get run, now you better have gotten your money's worth. Yeah. You know, but I mean, uh, I can tell you from, from an athletic standpoint, I got tossed from a game that I didn't do anything wrong. And like, that's not me saying like I was not in the wrong. I physically right. didn't do what he threw me out for. Yeah. So I can't say that. I, I usually get tossed for only good reasons. Um, but and, and I've seen I've seen plenty and, of things where it's like, OK, what what you just claimed happened? Not none of that happened. So I, I've been tossed. I've been tossed twice, once as a player, once as a coach, and there's a third time that I should have been tossed and somehow was not. So I was tossed. I watched a curveball down the middle for strike three. Just got fooled. It happens. Locked him up. Yeah. And I was like, I was sitting inside fastball. He broke one off, and it just like, it froze me. And I like, ugh. And it was a third out of the inning, and I'm playing third. So... We were in the first base dugout. I flipped my bat, flipped my helmet, and it was just like, and you see it all the time, like just 
throw your stuff towards the dugout, not angrily, not spiked it, not threw right. it and swore, just toss, toss. Hey, somebody Some, grab my, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody pick me up. up. Yeah. Somebody pick me up. And so I'm look, waiting for my shortstop to bring me my glove and my hat. And all of a sudden I hear, son of a bitch, we need someone to play third. Josh just got tossed. And I went, for, for what? The base umpire threw me for throwing my equipment. And what it was is he had taken an absolute lashing from the other, from the other team oh, all okay. game. So he saw bat go, helmet go, and thought that I said something to the plate umpire and ran me, no questions asked. Jesus. Um, I, I 100% deserve the one I got tossed as a coach, but that umpire had it coming so much <laughs> so that uh, tournament rules said that I couldn't even be at the field for the next game. Love I was that. not only allowed at the field, but I was allowed to coach. Love that. And the umpire was actually disbarred for the remainder of the year, if not. I don't know if he still is disbarred, but he was for the remainder of the year. And the one I should have been tossed and wasn't, I was having a rough game, finally got on first. Uh, ball gets hit up the middle. I go sliding into second. The sh- shortstop range made a great play. Flipped to the second baseman, who was nowhere near the bag. And you crushed him? And the base umpire rang me up. And I popped up and, are you effing kidding me? Get off your knees. You're blowing the game. Does your wife know you're fucking me this hard? Oh, I went off. It was a tirade of no less than 49 F-bombs <laughs> from second base into the uh, into the batter's warm-up area, punching the fence, go- like going off yeah. the way you've never seen, into the dugout and sat down on the bench. The only reason I stayed in that game was that I didn't get tossed. I have no idea why. But my father... God bless Papa Ronnie. He listens to every episode, so he's going to hear, hear it. He's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Walked up to my coach and said, you bench him. You take his ass out of this game right now. And my coach goes, Ron, I got this. <laughs> goes to my bag. Ron, grabs, I'd say I'm already halfway there. <laughs> grabs my glove, grabs my hat, puts two balls in my glove, goes, stand up. I stand up. He punches me in the chest with my glove and my hat, pushes me back down to the bench, goes, shut your fucking mouth and go play first base. That was weird. And after the game, he goes, thank your father, because the only reason you stayed in that game is because I don't listen to parents. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm, and then I'm in the parking lot after the game just shooting this shit, because I'm, I'm deathly afraid to go home at this point, because yeah. I know, I know I'm going to get a verbal lashing for this. And the umpires walked by, and I knew, I knew the one, so I was like, hey, Bob, why the hell did I not get tossed? Yeah. And he goes, well, you know... I'm, I'm not going to lie. My partner kind of froze. Like, why didn't you toss me? He goes, well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. One more F-bomb probably would have done. I go, so 51's the limit? Yeah, hey, fi- hey, fi- at least we know where the line is drawn, <laughs> right? Fi- fi- 50's good. Fi- number 51's the no-no. Got it. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. It, but like I said, it all depends on the day, man. It, it depends on the day. It depends on the rapport. And it's, but, you know, to, to hear a guy on a hot mic talk about something, like, we all know it's ha- we all know what happens. Again, we all just know that don't verbalize it. But do- just don't, don't like, you know, it's the same thing like watching a Patriots game and not a single call goes against them. Like, don't be so obvious. And then yeah. like, oh look, a chintzy holding call on an incomplete pass. Yeah. Thanks for giving them another yeah. shot with that penalty. I mean, seriously, I I just the Patriots thing. I can't believe how many times I've seen Tom Brady throw the ball not within range of a receiver, not get intentional grounding. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's. Meanwhile, other guys come within, you know, five yards. Nope, nope, nope. I uh, well, it, I mean, it, that's 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 an, that's another thing with the NFL. You see how how quarterbacks get protected. Josh didn't get protected for the first two years. Has a superstar season. All of a sudden, we're getting all the calls. Right. You can't touch him. Nope. 
and that's just how this works. <laughs> which, 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 some of some of his uh, some of his acting skills are pretty funny. I have yeah, to laugh oh at my them. god, I have to laugh at them. And like, and that's just a dude playing the game. You can't be mad at it. Listen, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta work to get some calls. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta sell. I wish I had good stories of, of like getting booted, but usually it's just ends up. <laughs> it, usually it's just me physically just abusing hands. somebody, just and then hands. physically abusing his friend, and then I I have to I have to sit. Have to have to petition the league to be allowed to play again don't don't poke the bear because when i get angry on the sports field and i have the switch flipped i all i see is black i'm pretty sure the saying is all you see is red no no oh oh, you black out oh correct okay yeah i just wanted to put that and also things come out of my mouth that i don't know apparently (laughs) see this is this is one of the craziest things i thought i was like relatively quiet on the field and just played apparently i talk a lot of shit um i i've only played alongside you and meaning on the other side of the football so i've heard you talk shit from people but see that's uh, what i'm saying i don't remember ever like yammering but apparently apparently my mouth don't stop moving on the field so yeah you don't need any uh any huge glory stories of getting booted that's not really you know i mean like listen depends on the situation sometimes (laughs) sometimes getting booted can be like oh yeah all right I've, i've i've heard I've heard your most recent story of getting booted. I, I, I did get to watch you get in a wrestling match on a football field once. That is uh, also actually true. twice, twice. Once that on a flag is, football yeah. field, once on a college football field. Yeah, but uh, you don't get called the uh, the most diesel athlete in NCAA for no reason. So yeah, I mean, like, listen, man, it's hard to wake up in the morning and piss excellence. Uh, but, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, Someone it's has hexagonal to do shaped, actually. In case you were wondering, oh. so that's why it comes out hard. That's fair. Um, and you know I got to put my pants on three legs at a time every morning. But other than that, it's I'm just like you, just like me. <laughs> uh, last little bit of uh, fun fun tale here. Uh, we didn't do any tits stuff today. No. Uh, but the tits. Well, it was movie, a little. It was a little early in the morning it, to, it to, was, to get we, the tits rolling. We we did we did do this a little bit earlier than usual. But uh, the tits will be back in full force. And uh, I would like to sh- put a shout out to the sports hosts app. They have graced us with the ability to have our own little fan group in there. Uh, we have brought in the guys from the two point conversation and other sports shows in the BICBP radio network. And as we are calling the group, the network sports talk show. And uh, that is in homage to the actual show that we do where uh, regularly it's me and Austin from this uh, hat stats and stats, Matt Johnson from two point, Andrew Lenz from Two Point and Johnny Townsend, who is a diehard NBA fan from somewhere in the Carolinas area. And uh, poor guy's been a Charlotte fan his whole life. I mean, yeah, I I was just going to say things are looking up with LaMelo. And then I remembered that he kind of snapped his arm in half. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a tough look. It is a tough it's look. A ball, it's a ballsy move. Yeah. You can see how it works out for him. I mean, listen, man, I, I understand. I, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> Different sport, but <laughs> yeah, we get it. Uh, but yeah, so if you uh, if you guys are interested in a sports social media medium that is all about inclusion, and you know, you you don't see the toxicity on there. You don't see yeah. the oh, it's not Twitter. I, no, it's not Twitter. It's not Facebook. It, you know, you don't post a thing saying like, "Hey, what do you guys think of this receiver not wanting to go to the Ravens?" Well, yeah, listen, you know, they're a run first, run again, run some more, and then try to throw offense. Like, you know, it you're not going to get people who are like, well, Lamar's a running back. Yeah. And then and then the other side of that argument being like, oh, you just don't like him because you're a racist. Yeah. yeah. That's not I really hate it. that, man. I know that this is, again, off topic. But how come I can't how come I can't criticize Lamar Jackson just because he's he's black? 
you know, and the thing is, you're not criticizing him because he's black. Well, right. I mean, I'm saying I can criticize him because he can't throw a 15-yard out route, but then all of a sudden that becomes about race right? when I say that. And, you know, it, it, like the, 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 argue, the issue that I have is like, I'll sit there and say, like, I think Deshaun Watson is one of the top, if not yeah. the top quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think Lamar is in the top 15. Well, you're a racist. Yeah. Wh- what? Also, I mean, I know I've been on record saying this before, but he's just not as good as Michael Vick. He does not have the arm that Michael Vick does. He might be a little bit better of a runner, but come on. If anybody remembers Michael Vick in his prime in Atlanta before he decided well, to make dogs fight each other, and, and one of he was things, running just like Lamar, if not better. To, to, to be fair, it, he, he, I'm pretty sure he was allowing dogs to fight each other the whole time, but well, I, di- yeah, I digress. He got caught, sorry. <laughs> before he got caught doing it. Um you know, but but that's a thing too, where like you look at that, you look at it, and you say like, they didn't run an offense that was based on him running. Right. He ran because he could. Right. And you know because that's kind of where the team and his skill set took him. And so highlight real plays. Yeah. Highlight real plays, where he drops back to pass, makes two defensive. Ends I mean, miss, obviously that the one that comes to mind yards. is that Minnesota OT oh game where he just takes it like sixty-five yards to the house, and makes six people miss, and, and, and just, two and two people hit each other. Yeah. And I know, like, Lamar did that against the Bengals, but that Minnesota team was, was actually pretty nasty. They, well, that was the Minnesota team that, what, they missed a field goal in the divisional game or something like that? I believe so, yes. But, yeah, so back to back to the topic at hand. Like, if you want to, if you want, if you're tired of the toxicity of Facebook and Twitter yeah. when it comes to your sports takes, head over to the Sports Host app. Uh, we will put a link at the bottom of the episode here. I'll put it on uh, my link tree on Twitter and on Instagram, you can go head it up there. Yeah, I mean, like, Jaws's OnlyFans is also on there if you want to su- subscribe. Uh, merch link in bio. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, go check that out, and you can check out our fa- – uh, it's not an OnlyFans. I almost call it an OnlyFans. <laughs> but you can call it our fan pa- – uh, it's our fan page for the Network Sports Talk Show. Uh, you'll see stuff daily from us, uh, us the two-point conversation guys. Uh, it's going to be home of the tits on – the sports host app as well you'll still be able to see all that stuff on facebook and twitter however you won't have to deal with the toxic bs because they just don't allow it on the app which is fantastic so uh shout out to those guys uh go even if you're not going to follow us on it go check out the yeah app. the it's app is definitely fun. worth it even if it's, you're not going to follow really us it's really cool it's it's just sports conversations and with, with very open and like-minded people it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun and they've you know they, they've got a lot going on they they appreciate the hell out of us and we appreciate the hell out of them so go check that out and uh, I'm pretty sure that's all I got for the day, man. How about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I've spewed my mind enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I, t- I like it. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we had another banner month last year with 19,000 people plus list- tuning in and listening to us. Uh, we, as always, are trying to get bigger and better every month. So stay tuned. We may have some big, big things coming and maybe some big, big names joining us here and there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. As always, check us out on Facebook, Hats, Stats, and Stats podcast on uh instagram at hts underscore pod and at hats tats stats on twitter and you can go find the tits stuff on there too one's what totally in dispute one no 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 i changed i I, I think i changed them all it's 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 tits for htsp got it so and all that stuff is linked in the episode notes to you the number four by the way um so you can check all that out it'll be down below in the uh, episode summary and whatnot and as always check out all the other podcasts on the BICBP radio network www.bicbp-radio.com for any and all types of podcasts you could possibly want up to and including scary things uh, nerdy things sports things lifestyle things uh, people texting things to people people eating chicken wings and all kinds of cool stuff so thanks for tuning in guys we'll catch you next week go Bills
Cat Stats and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.